Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. What do you do when you're 17, suicidal, and believe the only thing the world has to offer you is violence and pain? You get in your car and you drive across the United States to go see the Grateful Dead. Why, of course you would. At least that's what you do if you're lucky. And without a doubt, our guest today, director and producer Lonnie Frazier, did just that. And from that, we got this wonderful documentary film called Box of Rain. And it is out now on video platforms, digital platforms right now. So be looking for Box of Rain. And with that, welcome to the program, Lonnie Frazier. Lonnie, welcome. Thanks for having me, Mike. I I mean, I obviously set this up a little bit in the introduction as to how this project became what we know it is today. But what did you know about the Grateful Dead before you got in that car? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Um, That... That was not a band that anyone in my family really listened to, aside from my aunt, which I realized after I heard the Grateful Dead in concert, that some of the songs I had heard one of my aunts listening to were in fact Grateful Dead. But yeah, I I went into it with completely fresh eyes because it was all new to me. You got to a Dead concert. How long in that process of seeing them, hearing them, and being able to kind of begin to understand the culture and the social sort of network that the band had developed over many, many years. How long did it take for you to get that vibe? As far as understanding the culture, it took me a couple of days because it was so dramatically different to what I was seeing in standard 80s culture. Uh, It looked like I'd stepped through some black hole into a different time. It it was so dramatic. I think I would have to say um, it was the second show. It was the second day that I went to a concert that I felt completely comfortable with the people. And I recognized that it didn't matter what anybody was wearing, what they were doing. There was just an overall sense of kindness and acceptance and decency that I really hadn't experienced to that point. And the music was incredible. and And I do love the band, but I think that's why I wanted to make this film is because there's a lot of talk about the Grateful Dead and their music and, you know, what pioneers they are. But I didn't see a lot about the community. And that's really where I wanted to have my focus was the Deadhead community, Um, because I think there were a lot of negative connotations associated with being a Deadhead. People really focused a lot on some of the negative stereotypes. And I really wanted to pull the curtain back and show what my experience was, which was a community of really amazing, open-minded, kind-hearted people who were very accepting and who took me in and took care, took care of me at a time when um, not a lot of people would have. So you begin your journey, not only just what you described, but was it in that trip that you decided that you wanted to essentially what a lot of people who love the Grateful Dead follow them around to different venues. What, what was that part? How, how long did it take you before you were among the caravan, if you will, of the dead? I, I think I was on the bus on that first okay. series of shows at Red Rocks, September 1985. I definitely got on the bus there. It, it never stopped for me. I Unfortunately, you know, I didn't get to go as many, to as many shows as other folks did. Um, I got married pretty young. 
still married. So that I think I had less time to tour. And by the time I was able to get back into going to shows, you know, Jerry was gone a couple of years later. When did you decide that your experience was something that you wanted to share with the world? When did you start the process of filming people and talking about their experiences and their love of the Grateful Dead? I started the entire project about 10 years ago. And in the beginning, it was never my intention to share my story. This all started because I had heard about someone in my community who had passed away and someone made a comment that he had such cool stories and they were going to miss hearing them. And I thought, you know, that's true. People in our community were going to start losing some of these oral histories. So, you know, my close friend and my DP editor, uh, Elizabeth Kopetka, and I started, started out to sort of just preserve some of these stories, to film people's stories and just get those down. We weren't really sure what we would do with them. I think we realized we had something really special a few years later, reviewing footage. We noticed that there were common themes in the stories, a lot of common elements to people's experiences. And we decided we would try to, you know, create an actual documentary with this instead of just preserving stories. And it became obvious that we really needed a through line. And whenever I would discuss my reason for making this film with people, they were interested in hearing my story. And so finally I was um, persuaded to put my own story in to the film. It took some convincing. (laughs) Yeah. And you're right. It, It provides a through line for the film. And I really think that it's what makes the film work. And it also gives it that uh, that level of I'll say gravitas that sounds like a pretty fancy word, but it gives it the the heft that that, that I think people relate as you know, they relate to other stories and uh, people's stories and yours uh, is certainly a compelling one. But there is a, a group of your friends that are also part sort of part of the Greek chorus in the film where you're you're ex- you're talking about your time uh, on tour and getting to know these these wonderful people that you you came across so tell us a little bit about your friends the cadre of friends that uh, are consistent through the film as well oh my goodness so betsy and kelly um betsy was my co-worker she was my supervisor i was working at a group home for developmentally disabled adults and betsy was my supervisor there i think she probably saw a teenage kid who needed a little bit of guidance Um, and she tried to be that for me and she was the one who offered me the tickets. She didn't have a car, but she did have the tickets. And so she said, you know, free tickets to see the Grateful Dead in Colorado, but you have to drive me there. And we had one extra ticket and she offered it to her friend, Kelly, who I had never met before we got in the car and started that trip. So leaving rural Maryland for Colorado with my boss and a woman I had never met before. (laughs) And, and I, my cat, my cat. And, your, and you know, and I have a feeling that the details may change, but there are t- literally tens of thousands of stories just like the one you described. Yeah. And you now, I think you're describing Red Rock, right? Is that where you're Red Rock's saying? amphitheater? Yeah, in Morrison, Colorado. So it, yeah. it was just, it was stunning. I'd really never been far from the Eastern Shore, from rural Maryland and the Eastern Shore. So this was huge. It was such a dramatic shift. I mean, the landscape, the the people, the what while we were driving to the concert, we were meeting deadheads along the way, other people who were 
heading to the show. So it started before we ever even got there. It was pretty amazing. I mind our listeners were speaking with the director and producer of the documentary film Box of Rain. That would be Lonnie Frazier. The film is out now. The film is currently uh, available on Vimeo and it is going to be on some other platforms. We're working those out right now. Okay. But the best place to find information about those platforms as we add them will be our website, boxofrainfilm.com. Thank you. Um, I'm going to ask you an impossible question, but I think I have to ask it because the music itself, I mean, you know, as much as we talk about community and the circumstances and the people that you've gotten to meet, what is it about their music that is so compelling that you find so compelling? I think it's the improv aspect. Nothing has to be perfect every time you do it. And you can still find value and um, lessons in imperfection. You know, that, that's why the live music is amazing. It's not the same thing every time you put it on. People have their own favorite shows that they'll listen to. There are a few that are considered, you know, golden. I think that's what I love is that there is always something to be found in trying something new. That answer essentially is that while people like their records, And I know this because I love music and I've gotten to know a lot about bands that I just over these many years is that the dead have never really made their mark in the world of kind of programmable, radio friendly music. It was always about this live experience. It also provided a, a mystique. And I think for someone sort of on the outside looking in, it added to the allure of it is that while I didn't hear them on radio growing up, but I knew a lot of people who like yourself were in love with the music. And I, and I want to one quick comment about live and improv and all that. I completely agree with what you just said. I think that in some ways perfection or a replication of something that was done one time on a, in a recording studio it bleeds some of the life and and the passion out of music. To, now, I'm not knocking people who can go on stage and perform a song letter perfect, and there's a, there's value to it. But at the end of the day, imperfection is human is humanity at work, right? So, for me, that's not a problem. <laughs> that if, right. if somebody embarks on a solo that goes nowhere or seems not to feel quite you know right, I don't have a problem with that. No, I feel the same. And I I think maybe that's why they attracted so many people who didn't really want to fit within the confines of regular society and a lot of artists. I mean, I meet a lot of amazing creative types who that's where you figure out who you are and and what you want to be and what you want to do is that nobody can tell you you've chosen this path. Don't deviate. Keep going. See where it takes you with the Grateful Dead, with, with live music, and at least what I found with that community is definitely deviate. Take those side roads, see where they lead, see what's going to happen next, because you just, you don't want to confine yourself to only doing it one way over and over again. Yeah. To put a bit of a cliche, it, it, it's the road less traveled. I think yeah. that's, that is the essence of, of life and in so many different ways. Uh, I, I agree with you. Well, the reaction uh, to your film, have we been able to screen this for the tribe? 
what, what's been the reaction of people that are in the film and for those who aren't, who are deadheads? I've gotten excellent feedback from people in the tribe, which is, which has been wonderful. And obviously I felt my first responsibility was to the people who were kind enough to share their stories, their footage, their photos, their memories with me. And everybody who participated in the film said that they really loved what I put together and they were happy to be part of it. So that made me feel good because they trusted me to take what they gave me and shape a story that would honor them and their experiences. So it makes me happy that I did that. And I, I also would like to say that I got a few emails from other people who had left dangerous situations and found safety in the community who were really happy that I put my story out there and they found um, similarities to what they had experienced safety within that community. So I was, that made me feel really good to hear those stories because it was not an easy decision to include my story in the film, but just having those people reach out to me just made it feel worth it. Well, congratulations on Box of Rain. You can go to boxofrainfilm.com to find out more. It's also on Facebook at Box of Rain Film, as well as Twitter and Instagram, all kinds of ways to connect, all kinds of ways to be a part of the the community if you choose to. I know the iterations of The Grateful Dead have been many since uh, Jerry's passing and such. And so the, the spirit lives on. And um, how do you feel about where things are for people who are part of this thriving community? I'm so happy to see that it's managed to find a way to hang on. I was just at the Skull and Roses Festival in Ventura, California in April. Walking through Shakedown Street, it just took me back. Um, And it was really cool to see older folks who were trucking through on on a little scooter thing, getting through because it was such a distance to the stage. And then, you know, young people, it was amazing to see everybody sort of mingling and hanging out, all looking for the same connection and experience. And it, it's good to see that it held on. That's great. Well, for another time, we can, we can talk about some of the best shows you ever saw. I know there are some in the Pantheon. I know was a dark star only got played a few times. And my, my buddy who I was talking to you about off mic, you know, still he has all of the stubs. He had he can tell you this playlist for every for the 300 <laughs> shows that he's seen. I mean, it's uh, it's it's mind boggling the degree oh, yeah. to which people have embraced the music and the people. So, yeah, I think one of the last meetup groups I attended prior to COVID, when you walked in, there was um sort of a platter like you would be handing serving hors d'oeuvres. Instead, it was DVDs or sorry, CDs burned with various shows that everyone could just go through and grab one as a party favor. I do want to point that out before we go, because my buddy, he said they actually had a plug-in for DAT recorders in into the a soundboard or something so that they encouraged people, which is completely counter to the commercialized world of music. They encourage people to record these shows. And I think he recorded every single show he was at too. So wow. Congratulations on the film. Congratulations on connecting with these people that you that have become such an important part of your life. And Lonnie Fraser, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Thanks for having me, Mike.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 